Hi. Welcome to Alternative Jigsaw. I'm Tony, and I'm here to help work with you on your adventure in alternative education. Here's where we're going to learn more about ourselves, more about our students, and learn how to innovate. This is a platform for you to be asking questions, for us to answer them, and for us to go through and slog as much as we can together and find out just how wonderful our world really can be. This is a podcast about successes. It's a podcast about trials, tribulations, and finding joy at the end of the road. Won't you join me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back. Glad you could join. As you recall from last week's episode, we discussed relevance and structure for the curriculum. And this is vital because your students are looking for a reason to ingest the information and have some success in school. Otherwise, why are they even there? Of course, they are there also to socialize, Lord knows, but they also need that sense of purpose. And it gives them a commonality with their friends and it gives them something to share. So it's up to you to give them that purpose and be prepared with each and every lesson to explain the relevance and how they may use that information later in life or even in their current day-to-day lives. This will earn you many brownie points, especially if you have a sense of humor about it as well. So to be true to your teaching and to the students, Remember that you should know what you should know about the content, and you should most likely be honest about what you aren't quite sure of or what you don't know. If you go into a lesson not knowing or understanding what's going on, and you feel confident that you can go in there by the seat of your pants, you could very easily lose the students, and nobody needs to have that kind of adrenaline rush with that kind of an outcome. And you're going to lose them not just for a day, then not for an hour, but possibly for the tenure of the class. Although they will forgive if it seems like as though it was only a one-day blip. But still, they're still going to have that context in the back of their mind. And so just be careful. All right? So you must know your content or at least have a really good understanding of it. And that being said, though, you may also want to hold some discussions and some clarifications of the topic before and after as pre and post assessments. I'm not talking about testing. I'm talking about assessments. Assessments take many forms. My favorite form is to have some sort of a discussion. If people are more comfortable, maybe you could use a Padlet. And then you can go back through and look at those. And uh, students are anonymous on that. And so if you have students with high anxiety, that may be a safe way for them to share. And you want everybody in there. And this could also offer new insights. And it also gives you an idea of where your audience is coming from and what they learned, but you also need to have those prepared very well as well. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't adapt them. It doesn't mean that you can't make changes, that you can't be flexible. Always be flexible. 
So keep in mind that this is for your information so that you can be more effective. It's also for the students because they learn from each other. They learn from you. But all in all, they need the information. They want the information. They want to go with it. All right. So given all of that, let's go back to the beginning and let's take a look at how you communicate your learning goals and objectives clearly for the day with very little confusion. So perhaps you say, today we will be learning about frogs and their place in the ecosystem. Well, maybe you can whittle that down a little bit more to specifics and then make it a little more interesting. Liz Keeble, in our interview on the Educational Triage podcast, discusses using a short story. For example, Beatrix Potter's Jeremy Fisher as a precursor to teaching a unit like what is a frog's place in the ecosystem. So that could be either environmental science, it could be ecology. And this way, the students have an understanding, they have a context, and they're beginning to get a sense of interconnectivity for the lesson, for the so they can reference all of this. And this helps the students be more able to successfully predict and move through the lessons with wonderful epiphanies and solid learning scores. And by solid learning scores, I mean they're able to demonstrate in one way or another what they learned and it gives you the ability to see, okay, this was effective. Maybe this one, not so much. Let's fluff that up a little bit tomorrow and prop that piece up and do a little bit more review here, there, wherever. All right. Or maybe it means that this is an activity that worked pretty well. What can I do to improve it? So my next piece that I'm going to toss to you and this is a lot of information, and I'm not doing it in a long time. So you can always go back and you can review some of this. When you discuss how the lessons or the objectives do, may, or will come into situations that the students will come to appreciate the information and the lesson. So you want to discuss the relevance this can be done as well with a seminar discussion type format using rules that everyone, perhaps you being with, uh, perhaps it includes you, and you're going to put the students in groups of two, taking notes, writing them down and sharing, and then they bring those to another group of two, and now it's a group of four. And then maybe one of those members shares with the rest of the class and now you begin the discussion for clarification because this is what they came up with. Maybe you want to come up with the top four. So each person on the team has one and you come up with those and do, 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 do. And we take a look at what everybody has brought and then what questions do they still have? So the questions, they might be able to take those into their groups too. So you have some good vibrant and really exciting work, collaborative work that's going on. And the students are trying to solve a puzzle. 
Most people like puzzles, especially if they have an idea and a context from which they're coming, so long as they don't feel as though they're still in the dark. So you have that discussion for clarification. Maybe you're now going to have additions and maybe you're going to be able to find consensus. Maybe there's some questions that are open-ended questions that maybe we all need to figure out. But herein, the students are participating, contributing, and having their voices heard. And then you may also want the students to write out a quick summary of what they learned in case someone wasn't sure about the importance of their sharing, or maybe they have severe anxiety over that. So keep these in context. In context. So through the discussion, small group, larger group, pre-lesson activities, and working with students and engaging in their experiences, you're able to encourage communication. You're able to encourage reasoning. Look for how you can challenge reasoning in a safe manner. And life survival. How are they going to use these skills in their life, no matter the context? Yes, math will help you. Science and English will help you. Pottery and art could help you. All of these will help you. And perhaps the fun challenge is to put forth a game to the students in which they need to take a situation and figure out how each one of those core subjects and some electives will help them escape, move forward, or survive the challenge. I don't know. But I am sure that you can come up with something that will help them so that they have to write things out. They have to do some math explanations. Who knows? I mean, that. let's lift the lid on the box and start poking our heads out and looking around and see what's out there. Because this in itself could be a great deal of fun. Maybe students can come up with these. That would be a good idea. Have one of your challenges be the student's Write out a challenge that does such a thing, and everybody has to participate. But they have to submit them by a certain day, and that way you can go over them to make sure that we're not flying blind on that one too, right? So your overall goal, remember, is to help students find success in as many ways possible. So you might begin by thinking of your objectives and learning goals, as well as what are the little pieces that make those up. How can you keep the learning environment safe, relevant, fun, and challenging? And in doing that, the students are engaged and you're going to be able to help them express what they've learned, what their learning needs are, and you're going to be giving them continual support. And it also challenges you to constantly adapt, be flexible, and learn again from the students. So remember, a lesson plan is never rigid. It's always flexible. And so you can think these things and put them together and always keep the students in mind with what they're going to be doing. Okay? So next week, we're going to take on personalizing curriculum for the student. And I bet you anything, that's going to be even more fun. 
So I will see you then. Have a great day. Bye-bye.